Welcome to Beautifully Rebellious. Tune in as we challenge the status quo, unlock mindset secrets, and inspire you to live outside the box. I'm your host, Erin Burr, and let's dive on in. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. We are doing a, another very special episode from my car because my kids are home on Christmas break, which means there's no silence in my house, zero whatsoever. And so I really, really also wanted to get a YouTube video done where there's visuals. My YouTube people, I promise you it is on the list of things to do. It is on my plan for next year's business plan. I... It's just so hard to do when there's no place in the house to record because there's no silence anywhere. There's constantly someone talking and walking in. And then also there's no like physical space to do it. So I am going to make it my mission to create a physical space. But once my kids are back in school, so the beginning of 2024, because then I'll have at least one day a week where they are in school and I can do a little something something to do uh, like a, a visual kind of thing, like background, you know, like not just whatever. But yeah, I'm working on it. I promise you I am working on it. But today we are recording from the car in my garage. So even if I wanted to record video, it's not even light enough in here. It is dark and I am literally in the passenger seat holding the mic, computer on my lap. It's tight quarters here. So we are making it work because that's what we do, right guys? We go with the flow. If we've listened to any podcast episodes, we know that's the theme for 2023. Go with the flow, release things, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to finish 2023 strong. On that note, on that note, on the note of finishing 2023 strong, I have got something for you guys. Like I said, if you have been a follower of my podcast, then you know the universe is always teaching me something. Always. Honestly, I just really wish. Sometimes I'm just like, come on, give me a break. But I kind of wonder then too, is like, is it because me, like I'm stubborn and so I don't always take the lesson just straight up. I'm like, nah, let's challenge this. Or is it because I'm just like all in on personal growth. And so it's like, let's keep giving her another thing. I don't know what it is, but I will tell you that the last three to four weeks have been something that I've been dealing with internally, mostly, basically. Yeah. Like if you saw me from the outside, you would be like, Erin looks like she's got her life together. She looks like she's always, you know, on a mission. She's always, you know, got her list of to-do. She's working on her business. She's working on her podcast. She is doing things. She's got it together. And honestly, I would be like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I do. Because I am doing things. And I do try to have it together. Um, But that's not all the time. And what you're not seeing is the inside. What's going on through my head all of that stuff. And that is where I feel like I've been really like pushed in the last three to four weeks of life. And I really feel like it is the universe's kind of like wrap up for 2023. It's like, all right, 
everything we've been teaching you all year long. Those are many lessons. And now it's time for that final exam. And you better be ready because we are putting you through it right now. And I mean, I, I will say like I give myself a solid B. B plus. I'm working my way towards that A like it's a work in progress. But um, I don't like it. I mean, who really likes final exams? <laughs> Uh, but basically I want to talk to you about what this final exam has been about and how I think it would be really great for all of you also to apply it to your lives and, um, just another way to level up yourself, level up your life, because that's what we are about here, living the life of our dreams and leveling up. And a big part of that is self-work. And so here we are, here we are. We're doing it and basically the big lesson, the big lesson I've been learning, well, besides learning to go with the flow is learning my, my value, my worth. I've been, this is the lesson I've been like relearning since I started doing my personal growth journey. And I think that's kind of like everyone's lesson is learning your value, your worth, which is kind of the same thing, but still, um, learning to make yourself a priority. And I think that's because, you know, especially as females, the men too, especially as females, we are taught, um, directly or indirectly how to be people pleasing people, how to, um, set aside ourselves and like sacrifice ourselves basically. Like even motherhood, is things are changing a lot now, but motherhood has notoriously been like this thing of, well, I sacrifice myself. I sacrifice my body. I sacrifice my time. I sacrifice everything, all the things I want to do, my hangout time with friends, all of that so that my kids can have the very best. And yes and no. I actually just, I'm going to just take away the yes. That's a hard no, hard no, because like I'm a mom and I did do all that sacrificing and honestly, they were not getting the best. Like in my mind, I'm doing it so they can have the best. And yeah, they had in some situations, they had better than what I had. Like I was present in their lives. Whereas I grew up in a single parent household. So my mom was always at work. So I essentially raised myself. Whereas, whereas my kids had always, they always had a parent present and I think that's great for them, but at the same time, do you really always want a parent present physically if they're not mentally always present? And you can't mentally always be present as a parent if you're constantly physically present, but never taking that time for yourself to like recoup basically. So no, just no to that one. But The big lesson here has been making myself a priority and this lesson today that I want to talk about is all about that, making yourself a priority. And the last three to four weeks have really had me reassessing just who I allow space at my table. And um, I think it's because, you know, we've all got people in our lives that we've given space to, like we've given them space at our table. And to be honest, a lot of these people don't deserve that space. And I think this, this group of people consist of family. They consist of our friends, coworkers, uh, people that we have dated or are currently dating or are interested in dating. 
um, we just, we give so much space for people to sit at our table. And in that, I think that we are not placing ourselves as the priority. And so I think right now, as we're wrapping up 2023 and going into 2024, it's a perfect time for us to kind of just sit and reassess who am I giving space to at my table and do they deserve this space? Do they deserve that much of my energy and my time? And if not, should I be booting them? So the first thing, in my opinion, that you should be doing in this reassessment is, one, just take an assessment. Who are these people? Who have you given this position to? Who are you allowing space in your mind? Whose opinions do you listen to or consider most often? Uh, Who do you look to to validate your ideas? And who affects your mood? These are the people that you are allowing space at your table. And honestly, there might be so many people that you're allowing that it's all standing room now. There's, there's not even enough chairs for all these people. There's just, there's too many people. So once you've done that and you've kind of just made either a mental list or you could do a physical list of who is getting that space at your table, next, you got to get 100% real with yourself about each and every person and ask yourself, why do you give space for this person in your life? And honestly, sometimes the answer is going to be is because they're, they're my parent, they're my mom, they're my dad. And you kind of feel like you have to give them space, like you have to listen to their opinions. But I'm going to challenge that. You don't. You really don't. As an adult, you don't have to listen to your parents anymore. And I know like, that could be like a culture thing there. Some cultures, it's uh, it, it's a little more of a thing to respect your parents. And I'm not saying that you disrespect your parents one bit, but what I'm saying is you don't have to take their opinions as the end-all, be-all. You don't even have to listen to their opinions. I do suggest maybe like talking to them and explaining, hey, this is how I've been feeling about this and... M- you know, if you could not give your opinion about this subject in my life, like with your parents, you kind of get a, you have to be a little tactful, but still explain it to them or, or you can just straight up, just not listen to it. My approach often, unless I really just can't hear it is I'll let somebody give their opinion because you're free to give an opinion, but I don't have to take your opinion. This applies for everyone in my life. Um, But that's just because, you know, sometimes people do have great ideas, but they're not always worthy ideas. And on that note, too, in regards to parents, let's just be real. Some of our parents lack the experience or the knowledge to speak into certain areas of our lives. So just because they raised you or just because they had a hand in making you doesn't mean that they automatically earn that spot at your table. So go ahead and get real with yourself about why each person is given space at your table. And this might actually mean that maybe you've just been given space to people because you've been a people pleaser your whole life. You like to keep everyone happy and you like to keep the peace. So it's like, oh, I'll just let them, you know, be here and I'll let them tell me what to do and I'll just do it because it'll make them happy. 
it's not really the right thing to, it's not the right way to go about life, but in this moment, we're just getting real with ourselves. We're not judging ourselves. We're not saying shame on me for allowing that. We're just getting real because when we get real, then we can step back and assess what we want to change. One that I had to come to terms with was the need for acceptance. So to be wanted or to be accepted or to be validated by people, I would allow them space in my life. And even certain people that I knew weren't giving back in the way that I wanted, I would still keep them at my table Kind of like, a well, I have that option as a space to get that validation. And that was something that I really had to come to terms with. And that was one of the, that is one of the biggest ones I have been dealing with over these last three to four weeks of assessing who's at my table. So just do the evaluation, be completely judgment-free of yourself, and just get real. It might bring up some traumas, some wounds that you may have. And that's actually perfect because that's what we want to do here. We want to bring, uh, we want to shed light on those areas because that's going to help us assess the relationships that we have and say, is this person worthy of my table? And so now that we've done that, this is where you have to actually take action and Some of the people, it's going to be easy to take this action and some of them, it's going to be hard and that's okay. That's part of the process and you're not expected to do this step instantly or like in one fail swoop. I fully expect that it's going to take some time, especially for those hard ones. And that's perfect because real change takes time. It's not instant. Instant change is going to instantly change back. Real change is going to take time and it's going to be cemented. So you're going to have to clean up your house, clean up your table, straighten up the chairs and actually assess, Do how many chairs do you even have at this table? This should not be too many. Let's not have too many seats at the table. There is a song that um, I was listening to earlier today and in there the girl says she's budgeting her energy and I think that's another wonderful way of looking at this. So... When you're looking at who gets to sit at your table, you're assessing who's worth your time and your energy. And so you are basically budgeting your energy. These are the people who get to have pieces of my energy. Those other people who are being removed, they don't. There's not enough energy for them. So I want you to really just sit down and ask yourself, who really deserves one of the seats one of the very limited seats at my table and understand that by getting to sit at your table they're gaining a privilege it is a privilege to sit at your table and this privilege can be taken away the easiest way i think to decide or to create some criteria of deciding who can have this space in your life is to Create a list of qualities that you expect in the people who get the honor of sitting at your table. Basically, the non-negotiables. For me, one of my big non-negotiables is that those people who get to sit at my table give just as much as they take. In my time of assessing, 
I have realized that there are people who sit at my table who constantly take, but they are not giving back. I am constantly giving to them out of the goodness and kindness of my heart, out of how much I love and care about these people, but they do not return that same kind of energy. And I just feel that if I'm feeding into your soul, then you better be feeding back into mine. And how this looks will definitely vary per person, but as an overall standard, I cannot give continuously of my energy if someone does not give back. And so that's just one of mine. It is a big one for me. You can use that one. I, I actually highly suggest using something like that. If they are not giving as much as they are taking, then they, they just, in my opinion, shouldn't have a space at your table. Um, but go ahead and create a list of the ones, the qualities that you expect from the people who are getting those seats. And then the final step is applying it. So that honestly probably is going to look like you pulling back from the relationships that don't feed back into you, the ones that haven't earned that seat at your table. You're going to be pulling back because you can't keep giving and giving and giving to the people who aren't at your table. You're going to spread yourself way too thin. And like I said, budgeting your energy. If they aren't feeding back into your energy, they're not giving back to you and uh, basically helping you replenish your energy, then they're just takers. They're like, uh, what do they call those? Vampire, energy vampires? They just take your energy, but they don't give back. And that is not the grounds for a solid relationship of any sort. So it's always a give and take. And therefore, if they are not giving and they have not earned that seat at your table, then you should be pulling back your energy, not saying that you have to cut them off completely, but you limit how much you give to them. And some people will realize that you've pulled back and they will say, maybe even subconsciously, I want to be a part of this person's life. I want a seat at their table. And they will begin to step up and they will begin to shift the way that they interact with you. They will begin to give back as much as they are taking. Sometimes people just need that reality check. And there's going to be other people who just don't care. And that's that's just the harsh truth. Some people just don't care. They really just came to take what they wanted from you. And if you pull back, they're like, cool, I'll go find it elsewhere. And you know what? Good. Good for you for cutting them out of your life. And good for you for sticking to your guns because because that brings a level of peace in your life that you deserve. To be honest, when I began drawing the line and cutting some people, not necessarily out of my life, but definitely drawing a line and saying, you don't get to have this much real estate in my life, you get to be over there and I determine when and in it, when and if we interact with each other. I instantly felt the peace come over me from making that decision and from establishing that boundary. And to be honest, the moments that I take down that boundary for people like that and I give them more of my energy, I instantly can feel the dread and the stress and the all the negative emotions flooding me and my mind telling me, girl, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know better. 
and I instantly afterwards have to go back and draw that line again. And those are just, I guess, little like stepping stones, little mini lessons again to remind myself why it's so important to have those boundaries and to not allow everyone that space in my life. Um, But I guess maybe that's just a little tidbit for you just in case you do find yourself kind of allowing people to trickle in a little bit closer to you and then you're like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. We all do it. It's part of the process. And like I said, this is a continuous process. Becoming a better version of yourself is a continuous journey. Therefore, you're going to have those moments where you kind of trickle backwards and then you push forward again because those little lessons are helping you really establish what you want for yourself, who you see yourself as, the value that you have for yourself. And that is also why this process can be hard because there's going to be some relationships that you don't easily let go of and you're going to do that back and forth process a lot more. And it's probably going to cut deep because you're also going to be revealing some of your inner child wounds that you have and you're going to have to speak to her and heal that version of you and in that process though you are going to become stronger and more capable of of upholding those boundaries and really develop the group of people that you allow at your table when i think of my table i think of like the king arthur round table kind of thing like these are my people these are my knights basically I'm the queen these are my knights these are the people who will go to battle with me these are the people who I lean on I will go to them for sound advice because I trust them I know that their advice carries wisdom these are this is my tribe But we don't let everyone sit at the table. King Arthur didn't let the whole entire kingdom sit at his table. It was the trusted knights of the round table. And so think of your table like that. Think of yourself as King Arthur, your queen, whoever you are. And the people that are at your table are your most trusted people. You know they've got your back. You've got theirs. And everyone else who maybe a naysayer or who doesn't align with your values or your goals or your vision for your life, those people, they just don't get to have a seat and that's okay. They can go stand in the kingdom, praise you from there, speak highly about you from there, but they don't get to have a seat at your table because your table is a place of honor and people need to earn that. All right, guys, until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful week. I will talk to you later. Bye.